1: You are Locked On Washington Football Team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: All right, everybody, we welcome you to a new edition of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. As always, hope you had a good weekend. We're a little bit behind um, on this Monday as we record this because the Washington football team truly and genuinely never stops. (laughs) Never there is no such thing as a weekend off or a day off or anything like that. There's always something big going on. And as you know, we recorded our last episode um, well into the night, Friday night into Saturday morning because the Darius Geist news broke at about 630 or so Friday evening. um, And, you know, there were, you got to report and you got to write and you got to do all sorts of different things for the other gigs, for SI and all that stuff. And you never think that there could be more news outside of the starting running back, essentially, uh, being fired on a Friday evening. You're always wrong when it comes to this team. We'll get into all of that coming up. We are brought to you by our good friends at Rock Auto. That's right, amazing selection, reliably low prices. We tell you about them all the time, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. And make sure you tell them Locked On sent you, rockauto.com. We thank them for being a part of the show. Please support them so we can keep bringing you the best content of the Washington football team that we can possibly bring you. All right, let's get to it right here. Um, And we'll go through the news of the day and there's so much. And then we're going to hear from Brandon Sheriff uh, who spoke with reporters, including me uh, last week. And you'll actually hear my question to Brandon Sheriff about his injuries of the past uh, couple of years and whether he feels unlucky or just normal wear and tear football. We'll kind of hear his response to that. All right, so let's get to it. We mentioned Darius Geis on Friday night. He's been cut. We'll get some more details on him in just a sec, but some good news to start. Sunday morning, we found Reuben Foster had been activated off the preseason pup list. Obviously, this is a huge, huge thing. No guarantee that he will be ready for week one, but the presumption is with over a month before the September 13th scheduled opener against the Eagles that he will have enough time to get himself ready. They were not under any requirement to lift him off of that preseason pup list. As a matter of fact, it's almost a detriment to take somebody off the preseason pup list because you really have to be sure. You really have to be A-OK with Reuben Foster's health and his ability to contribute because once you take a player off of that list and once he practices, unless something changed that I'm not aware of in the new CBA, they cannot go on the season pup list and then, therefore, they'll have to either count against the roster or they'll have to be cut if they're not ready and they're not going on injured reserve. So, Reuben Foster being activated, while it doesn't guarantee anything, is a huge step in the right direction. Now, as far as what position... Uh, We talked to Ron Rivera on Monday morning. He says he wants all of his linebackers and thinks a bunch of his linebackers can play inside, outside. Again, remember, less linebackers in a 4-3. They're keeping Ryan Anderson, it seems, at defensive end, so that's not an issue. Um, From what I've heard and what I understand, they look at Foster as more of an outside linebacker. We're not sure if they view him as a strong or or a Sam or a Will in the 4-3. But he's played inside linebacker in a 3-4. He's called signals and called plays. So it stands to reason he could be a 4-3 inside or middle linebacker or Mike and call the signals. But right now, John Bostick is expected to do that in large part because of how good John Bostick is and was at running the defense and communicating all of that last year. So presuming that that's the case, right? You have Thomas Davis, you have Cole Holcomb, you have Sean Dion Hamilton, uh, you have Reuben Foster. I, I mean, I guess if I had to venture a guess as to what the starting lineup would look like, it might look like this. Reuben Foster, John Bostic, and say Cole Holcomb or Thomas Davis, and then Sean on Hamilton and Kevin Pierre-Lewis uh, as your top reserves and contributing on special teams and different packages. And maybe Khali Hudson is down on game day to start the season, depending on ultimately the rules. So either way, really good sign that Reuben Foster is back. Uh, Ron Rivera, Steve Russ, the inside linebackers, co- I should say the linebackers coach, uh, who I don't think we got to last week. I can't remember if we actually got to him uh, last week. I'm going to have to check my notes. Um you know, all of them, they, they, they are very high on Reuben Foster in terms of his communication, how hard he's worked, how he, he's attacked his rehab, how he's gotten himself back. Remember, just late January, he, he just got feeling back in his foot and his toes. So, this is a pretty remarkable comeback. I hope they're not rushing it. I hope Reuben Foster can contribute. I hope he stays clean and, you know, avoids any trouble. That got to him in San Francisco and at Alabama and at the Combine. You never know with these guys. So I just hope that Washington is not put in a bad situation. The other good bit of news, Logan Thomas, the tight end, was activated off the COVID-19 list. Uh, Listen, that's not that big of a deal, but it is important in that clearly he passed enough tests with the protocol uh, and Uh, you know, in terms of the NFL rules and guidelines. And I don't want to go into all of that because it's boring. uh, But the bottom line is, is Logan Thomas, who could be their starting tight end and certainly figures to play a prominent role, not only as a receiver, but as a blocker and also contribute on special teams. Logan Thomas activated off of the COVID-19 list. And, And of course, that's huge because Washington doesn't really have a great answer right now, at least a bona fide answer. At tight end, we don't know if Richard Rodgers is going to be able to stay healthy. If he can, uh, certainly he's a guy who can contribute 35, 40 catches. Jeremy Sprinkle, who knows if he's even going to be on the roster. Hale Hentges, uh, Thaddeus Moss. I mean, they have five guys, but they may not have one. If you smell what I'm cooking. Uh, the Darius Geis allegations. On Monday, we found out more on what he's accused of. And it's not good. It's not good in any way. Um, listen, we knew based on the charges, one felony count of strangulation, that it was not going to be pretty. What we found out was that his girlfriend or now ex-girlfriend, we're not exactly sure, but was strangled according to the charging documents that were first published in the Washington Post on Monday afternoon, we found out that she was strangled until she was unconscious. And among other things, uh, now supposedly she didn't go to Montgomery County Police until late July. I believe it was July 21st or July 22nd. That date is not exactly clear, but that's what I believe is the case. She apparently took pictures of all of her injuries. Um, There was a March incident, March 13th. And after that March incident, which is the second reported incident, apparently she had to leave to catch a flight at BWI from Geis' house in Loudoun County in Ashburn. And she told investigators she was in a hurry and did not look in the mirror until she arrived for a layover in Chicago. I guess. Don't know how that's possible, but whatever. Apparently, she took a photo of her injuries in a restroom. She suffered bruising to her neck, which had also colored spots on it. Um, then there was that. Again, we mentioned also in March, although the dates again here Kind of unclear because there was supposedly a February incident, a March incident, and an April incident. Uh, But the Post says that he strangled his girlfriend until she was unconscious in his aspirin home in March. Now, uh, again, then it says after the March incident, so they're referring to one incident, she had to leave to catch a flight at BWI. So that doesn't exactly make sense, and I'm reading that from... The post article, so we're going to have to try and figure that uh, part out, whether that was a mistake or whatever. But apparently, other injuries uh, included an incident in February where apparently Geis pushed her to the ground in his bedroom bathroom in February, which caused an incident, uh, an injury rather, to her left thumbnail. The nail eventually fell off because of a popped blood vessel. She took Photographs of the injury following the February 14th incident. That's this incident. Um, And Geis was, of course, charged with assault and battery in connection with that particular February date. Now, on April 17th, apparently the same woman, girlfriend, uh, Geis pushed her to the ground outside of his home on April 17th, causing her injuries. But the injuries were not described in court documents, apparently he also threw her cell phone into the street where it shattered. She photographed her injuries that day. Um, his lawyer, and I can't remember if we got to this on late Friday night or not. I mean, his lawyer is not happy with Loudoun County uh, police. His, his lawyer is not happy with the Washington football team. Uh, and he says he will have his day in court and he will vigorously defend himself. Well, good luck. That's great. I I hope he defends himself. It doesn't mean that the Washington football team was wrong for releasing him. As a matter of fact, they were right. They were correct. Uh, We will have more on this as we get more details uh, along the way, too. Also, Dan Snyder on Friday filed a $10 million lawsuit in federal court, um, which was first reported by TMZ. And... That was against an India-based media company called MEAW, M-E-A-W-W, M-E-A-W-W. And now on Monday in Alexandria, Virginia, Dan Snyder's legal team filed a new filing, check this out, to request a subpoena. On former employee, his former executive assistant, Mary Ellen Blair, who I worked with, um, not directly, but I would see her in the building. I would run into her at the coffee machine. We would have, you know, informal conversations, never anything more than hi, bye, talk about whatever was going on. And, you know, I've talked to her a couple of times since 2015, and that's it. I reached out to her for comment about this. Don't know if I'm going to hear back. But the charging documents or the filed documents are pretty strong. Uh, They claim that she was working at the behest of a third-party benefactor and received money in order to bribe the Indian-based company Um, and that she participated in a deliberate and coordinated campaign, quote-unquote, to smear Snyder. Uh, And they want to find out who was behind her motives and actions. So basically what they're saying is a a person or a company paid her money essentially to distribute confidential documents and information. They uh, accused her of having confidential documents and contact information of current and ex-employees. And apparently she told current and ex-employees essentially what happened. And they labeled her as a disgruntled former employee who was quote-unquote complicit in this scheme to defame Mr. Snyder. They also called it a heinous um, act and referred to all involved as quote-unquote criminals. So some heavy stuff uh, on a Monday morning in Alexandria, Virginia. And uh, again, um, the whole entire court documents uh, I put up at Washington Football part of SI.com, SI.com slash NFL slash WashingtonFootball. I'll try and get it up on the Twitter site, um, which we renamed, by the way, uh, if you are following the podcast, and I certainly hope that you are. I try and get as much information up there as I can, but uh, this team keeps your head spinning and spinning in the wrong direction. I can tell you that much. All right. When we return, Brandon Sheriff, Redskins Pro Bowl, Redskins. Washington football team, Pro Bowl guard, going into his franchise tag year, making just over $15 million a year. Can he stay on the field for 15 games? We will see. Next. All right, everybody, it's Chris Russell here, locked on Washington football team podcast for our friends at rockauto.com. Again, been trying to preach the word all summer long. You got to go to rockauto.com, whether you have a new car or a used car. A new truck or a used truck, whether you need something small or major, depending on what your repair is, depending on what accessory you need, there's only one place to go. You save all sorts of money. You don't have to leave your couch or your phone, and you just simply do it by going to rockauto.com. So I got a new car recently, so I don't need as much as I used to, but I told you before I got the new car, I needed new wiper blades because my car uh, wasn't clearing off the water. Easy rockauto.com they don't charge you big prices they don't charge you big overhead why because they treat you the same way that they treat a mechanic or an expert or a male or a female there is no signaling out there is no overcharging for overhead they do it all at a great price and you get what you need all at rockauto.com it's unique it's easy to navigate Uh, all the parts for your car or truck are available and And when you visit them, right, Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever, ever need at rockauto.com.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
0: All right, we are with you on the Washington Football Team Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell, and right out to Brandon Sheriff, the Washington Football Team's franchise tag player. He was asked right away about his contract situation and where that leaves him.
1: In terms of everything that went on with the franchise tag, the contract, how do you feel about everything? And how do you feel about looking like looking forward for a long term deal after the season or something uh, during the
2: season? Yeah, I'm not really worried about that right now. Um, you know, I'm just glad I get to play another year here. You know, I, I said my end goal is to, to end up as a Redskin my whole career and I uh, you know, I'm one more one more year closer to that and I'm just excited for this year. So I'm not really worried about that at all.
1: You were on the offensive line last year, and obviously you guys have a new offensive line coach in John Matsko. What would you say to him or some of the things that you saw that could have been improved on? What are some of the things that he said to you guys working with you so far?
2: Um, just, you know, what we're working on is the small details and the different way that uh, he coaches things. And, uh, you know, we had a great coach in Coach Callahan, and, you know, we, we owe a lot to him. He he helped us be the players that uh, that we are right now, and Coach Matsko has uh, – he's got a different way of doing things, so we got to do do what he wants us to do and just, uh, just focus on the techniques and uh, – details that he wants that uh, to get the job done. Hey Brandon, Sam Forty-eight with the Washington Post. Thank you for doing this. I kind of wonder wh- what are some of the different things that, that John Matsko does? Well I mean it's a whole new it's a whole new um, terminology so we just got to learn different terminologies. He's got different footwork so it's all his way of coaching and uh, you know you just got to listen to the coach and he's got I'm excited to learn all the new things that he has to teach us. And and where do you feel like the offensive line is at in learning those things right now? Obviously not having been on the field before with him. I mean, we had, I don't know how many weeks we had with him, eight weeks of OTAs with him. Um, So he showed us films of the Panthers doing it and the o line from the Panthers doing it from the Rams doing it. So uh, we were able to kind of get a, a glimpse of what he's teaching. And then he expected you to go out, you know, on your own when you worked out in the summertime and do it on your own so that when you get here, you were able to to step on the field and, and uh, just pick it up right away. So I think we did a good job of doing that. And uh, he's done a great job with us. You've had those injuries the last couple of years. How have that impacted you and
1: did it change anything about your approach at all? Anything you did differently in the off season to, to, to get ready?
2: Nope, no, uh, nothing. I'm not changing anything. I'm just trying to take care of my body a little bit more. Uh, you know, I, I told Ryan Kerrigan this morning, I said, I respected Corey Lichtensteiger. You know, when I was a, a rookie, I came in here at a, uh, 7.30 for an 8 o'clock meeting and ate breakfast and went right up to meetings. And I'm coming in at 6 for a, a 9 o'clock workout. So I'm just trying to take care of my body a little bit better, trying to follow the example of, you know, Ryan Kerrigan and older guys like that who have uh, – who have this is year 10 for him. So uh, just trying to pick up things that he does to help his body, you know, get through the process. And I'm curious, you know, there, we saw a lot of it, Dwayne Haskins, you know, the, the weight he's lost and all that. How does he look to you? How different does he look to you? Uh, he looks great. Um, you know, I'm, we're excited for him. Uh, he's uh, he's doing a great job in walkthroughs for us. Uh, communication-wise, he's picking it up uh, on the fly, and he's doing a great job. And uh, you know, we've seen that we've seen him we do, doing pretty good and just stacking days on top of each other. Just wanted to ask, what do you make of kind of the the left side of the offensive line? Obviously, Donald Penn is gone, and uh, Eric Flowers are gone. Just how can you feel those spots? And um, what have you kind of observed from City Charles and either West Martin or Blaschikter? Yeah, you know, I'm just trying to be the the vet. I, it's kind of hard to say that. The vet that, you know, all those guys were to me, you know, just trying to help them along the way. Uh, Sadiq has asked me a lot of questions, uh, you know, and Coach Masco is just throwing a whole bunch of guys in there in the mix and just trying to trying to find that right group. But, you I mean, you just got to show up each and every day and, and show the coach, Coach Masco, Coach Rivera, that you know what you're doing. And then I wanted to ask you about players opting out. Um, if you look at kind of who's opted out, offensive linemen and defensive linemen are or- – have been kind of the, the players, that the positions that have opted out the most. Why do you think that is? Is there something about the line, the contact, physicalness, or anything uh, like that? I honestly haven't been paying attention to that. Yeah, no, I just wanted to ask, like,
1: did you ever give any serious uh, consideration to opting out, or what was kind of your decision-making process when determining to report to camp?
2: Uh, no, I mean, uh, you just wear a mask when you need to, and uh, just take care of yourself and stay away from people. And in Iowa, you, you can do a pretty good job at that.
1: Hey, Brandon, it's J.P. Finley from NBC Sports Washington. Thanks for taking time. Um, (laughs) Thanks. I I wanted to ask, you, in a roster that's turned over pretty significantly, you've now been here a while. Does it feel different for you than when you were drafted and Scott was here and Bruce was in charge and Jay? How different does everything feel since Ron has taken over?
2: It feels different. I think what Morgan said, I was the fourth oldest now, which is kind of crazy to believe. Um, but, you know, uh, change is good, and, uh, you know, you just got to do what Coach Rivera asked. You know, he's been very successful, and, uh, you know, I think he's the right man for the job, and we're excited uh, to have him at the top. Hey, you, uh, you mentioned Morgan is
0: another older guy in the room. How's your guys' relationship evolved over all this time together?
2: Uh, going great. You know, in the off season we would FaceTime. Uh, Morgan uh, has a beautiful house out in Beacon Hill, if any of you guys want to go check it out. Beautiful swimming pool, nice weight room. So uh, I would go out there and work out when I was here, when we were in uh, quarantine here, Um, go over there and get a lift in uh, um, but no you know I appreciate Morgan Um, I've played with him for six years this will be year six on the line so uh, um, he's helped me out a lot and I've tried to do the same for him so it's kind of it's kind of fun being uh, two of the older guys on the team now. What about you do you have
0: access to the whole weight room setup?
2: Uh, Me uh, at Morgan's?
0: No no when, when you were back in Iowa.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean nothing really shut down, so I was rehabbing, and they had a workout facility right there, so I was able to do the same thing. Just to touch base uh, John asked you about sort of your off-season work in terms of some
0: injuries, but how are you feeling now after the, uh, the injuries last year?
2: Uh, feeling really good. Um, I did rehab four or five days a week uh, for the whole since January, so i I got cleared out right when I got here, so I'm feeling really good cool and and to the to, to the contract
0: part, just sort of briefly, R- Ron mentioned months ago that when it came to extensions for anybody, He's a new coach. He wants to get to know the players before he was willing to sort of do anything. It
2: obviously goes somewhat in reverse. This is a new regime. You don't know him. You don't know how things are going to go. How important is it for you this year to learn more about Ron, the coaching staff, where this organization is headed before you potentially agree to to stay here uh, beyond this year? I'm, I'm honestly not worried about next year at all. I'm just focused on, you know, doing uh, what coach asked and trying to be that leader he wants me to be. And, uh, you know, just if I do everything right, you know, things will, things will fall in place. Uh, and I told you I have wanted uh, to retire as, a, Reds- or as a, a player of the Washington team uh, the rest of my career. So, uh, you know, just, just got to focus on the small details and, and get better as a, as a player, as a group, as a team, and, uh, you know, everything will fall in place. So I'm not really worried about that.
0: Hey, Brandon, we, we have heard from a few players how this offseason could kind of maybe even be a nice reset just from not having to deal with OTAs and things early on. I was looking at your Twitter earlier. It looked like you did a lot of hunting with your son. You had some bush lights. So do you think this offseason oh, maybe yeah. has freshened you up a little bit and made you even more focused than you would normally be?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we got to stay at home. Um, you know, with that quarantine, I did a lot of turkey hunting. I did a lot of fishing. And bush light was only on Saturday. So I, I held off on that. Um and they have bush light apple now so i think fruit's good for you now right what's your review of the
0: uh, bush light apple
2: uh, It's pretty good but bush bush regular is, is the go to right now but uh, no, uh yeah i feel uh, i feel good um you know uh, not having that extra i don't know 4 weeks of pounding you know uh, during otas is really good for your body, but, uh, you know, I feel good. I took, I took care of my body quite a bit, a lot better than I did, uh, the years previously. So, uh, you know, I'm excited to, uh, to get going.
0: All right. Once again, that's Brandon Sheriff, the Washington pro bowl right guard again, needs to play in more games than just 11 this year. I can tell you that, uh, played in 19 of 32 over the last two years. Coming up next, my question to him, are some of these injuries just purely unlucky Or are they football and technique issues that he can fix? I'm Chris Russell.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive
0: NFL draft
1: coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: And we finish up the Locked On Washington football team podcast with my question to Brandon Scherf, Washington Pro Bowl right guard in his franchise tag year do you look at the injuries over the last couple of years as being just normal wear and tear or or just you know un- unlucky uh you know things that happen in football how do you how do you kind of view that mentally
2: um I, I honestly think they were unlucky one I landed on the ground wrong um and that's where I tore my pec and the other I had my arm out of the uh I know exact the exact play it happened I had my arm uh, in a in a weird position and uh that's where my shoulder went and i knew it went so i tried to play through as many games i could uh so you know just that's my fault better technique and uh, it would not have happened
0: brennan you and a few players on your team have always brought your whole family down to richmond for training camp did you stay home in iowa this year and what kind of discussions went into that and whether or not to even come and play this year
2: uh well we're in ashburn right now so we have a place here so my wife and uh easton my son and then my two dogs we all drove out um uh last two weeks ago and uh, so they're out here with me which is uh which is really awesome
0: brandon scott abraham abc7 good to see you obviously the, the injuries the last couple of years have been frustrating for you i guess uh, first of all what have you kind of learned about yourself viewing the game from a different perspective in a sense being on the sidelines in a sense also did it make you appreciate playing this game even much more being being out for for the last couple of years
2: Oh yeah, for sure. You know, uh, it's your dream. It was my, it's always, it's always been my dream to, you know, step on the field and, uh, and play football. And I'm, I'm very uh, fortunate to be able to call it a job. So, uh, when you're on the sidelines watching everybody else, uh, play or have somebody play in your spot, uh, you know, uh, you, you always want to be out there with your teammates and the guys that you push through practice, you know, each and every day. And Morgan, you know, I've said, I've been there with him for, uh, six years and he's played every game he's fought through injuries. So, uh, you know, it's, I just wish I could do the same thing on that.
0: Um, hey, Brandon. Steve Warner from the AP here. I'm curious. Have you given any thoughts to kind of what's going to be like to, to play in an empty FedEx Field, maybe empty uh, stadiums around football, and, and kind of how surreal that might be? Uh,
2: it's going to be different. Uh, you know, uh, on away trips, you don't have to worry about the crowd noise. I don't. I don't know what the the ruling is on that, but uh, you know, we're honestly just not focused on that right now. We're just focused on trying to trying to learn the playbook and uh, trying to do what Coach asked. And uh, you know, we got five or six weeks until the first game. So uh, we got a lot of uh, making up to do – in that in that short amount of time so we just got to worry about uh, ourselves and then uh, the game will take care of itself
0: and that's gonna do it for us right here on the locked on Washington the football team podcast as always you can reach me russelmania 9 at gmail.com i apologize for some of the technical difficulties with music and whatever over the last couple of episodes we were uh, in transition and trying to get our new open which we now have uh so i apologize for some of that uh and i hit like a technical snafu so again i apologize i did hear from uh, several listeners and i just want to say you know it was not intentional obviously uh but we're trying to change everything around and make sure it's okay for you guys all right thanks for being with us right here on the locked on washington football team podcast i'm chris russell adios
1: hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today